Hi, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Uh, had a little bit of technical trouble getting going here, and uh, but I think we're we're all good to go now. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, aren't we supposed to be the tech nerds? I know, right? Like, how can we not figure out recording software? Yeah, you want to just like get out the debugger and like compiler and just like go raw <laughs> right at it. <laughs> I did have the comp- the debugger open, but nothing uh, useful is coming out of there. Okay. Cool. Yeah, what's uh, what's going on in your life this week? Uh, well, I got back from a little trip, so I, I went to I went to Virginia Beach with um, the kids. Uh, oh, just fun. just me and yeah, just me and the kids, and my my parents had a timeshare there, so it's pretty cool. We got some uh, cousin time. They have some older cousins and a younger cousin, so we're we're the my my kids are kind of sandwiched in the middle, so it's nice. Really nice cousin time. I don't know. That's like memory I have growing up, right? Like, yeah, getting dumped somewhere with <laughs> with cousins and <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it's definitely a a cool thing. So yeah, we were there for on July fourth. So we got to see fireworks there, which were pretty cool. And um, yeah, stayed there through the Saturday. So uh, just got back a few days ago. Sweet. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, they, they had a lot of fun. Um, I. Uh, I actually quick quick funny story. I have a um, what one of the people that works works for me. Um, he actually just moved to that area, and uh, so you know, with remote work, we just mm-hmm. seldom have the opportunity to meet people in person. I've met him in person before because he was, lived in PA before that, Pennsylvania. Okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Okay. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you recall, yeah, I'm in Maryland, and then Virginia. All these are relatively close states together, but. Um, I messaged him ahead of time and said, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Um, I'll, I'll take you to I'll take you to lunch. You pick. Like, we'll have a good time. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, of course. And we arranged it all. And I met him there. And of course, uh, I wouldn't say of course, but I forgot my wallet. Oh. <laughs> he was so cool about it. He was just like, yeah, whatever. It's like, hey, this is fine. This is great to get in person. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm the one. I'm the one that pitched you as the big CEO coming to town and going to treat you to to lunch and stuff and, and yeah. uh, he, he ended up buying me lunch instead so oh oh well water into the bridge i guess yep yep so how about you what's going on with you yeah um i just kind of have a week i'm finishing up this week here and then i've got a vacation next week so i'm uh, kind of the opposite end of you i'm trying to get things wrapped up before i leave and you know get all the i's dotted and t's crossed and uh, looking forward to some vacation next week nice Nice, cool. Well, can I can ask you about that trip uh, when when you get back? So, sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, what were you uh, hoping to talk about today? So, yeah, uh, I, I I heard you mention the other day, just you know, the trying to, I guess maybe trying the whole try more startup routes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's a group of people um, of uh, bootstrap indie business people that basically like to kind of uh, get started in a certain way. There's, I think there's like a small bets, like philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, like basically trying to start more startups, maybe not necessarily concurrently. I don't know. I don't really know enough about it. I honestly, I've never personally never subscribed to that approach, uh, but I know it's good for goal setting. A lot of people do like a, I want to do 12 startups in 12 months type of mm-hmm. thing. Maybe it's not that extreme, but 
I think it was something you mentioned being interested in. And then I'm kind of like, hmm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think someone had mentioned something about, um, you know, doing 10 startups in a year or basically doing, um, starting, starting small projects. And uh, once you kind of lose interest or you don't see that it's going anywhere, you kind of move on fairly quickly, uh, you know, give it a couple months and then that's kind of it. Um, and I was, I, I, I think that's a fairly good idea, um, and I think uh, you don't. So I think that's where uh, <laughs> that's where we're going to go with this. So yeah, why why do you think it's a good idea? We'll start there. Sure. Well, I think um, I I look at the business things that I start, and I think, well, like I don't really know a whole lot, and you know, maybe I'm going to spend all of my time on something that you know is just not never going to go anywhere. And so my thought is if I can't, if I can, can find traction on something within a few months, it's probably going to be successful in six months. But if I have something that's not successful within a few months, then the chances of it succeeding six months later don't seem so great to me. And maybe there's like a psychological component to it too. Right. Like just not, not feeling like you're gaining any traction and then just start to just feeling like, am I just digging down the wrong tunnel type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's um, working, working on a new concept or idea um, has that like, you have some enthusiasm with it, right? Um, So I think that kind of helps you to keep going. And um, I think, yeah, it's just, you know, throw things at the wall until something sticks kind of idea. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) So where does your hesitancy come from? Like what what, what Uh, do you think? I guess naturally, like I feel like there is, I guess I look at the, when when I look at the world, um, I feel like most people scratch the surface of things and like, it's, it's easy to, I wouldn't say easy, but it's, you can become more unique if you just like kind of double down on a certain area and dig further and go, go deeper. And that's where I feel like the real gold happens, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. where you get below the surface, um, you're at it, you're all of a sudden, you know, you're, let's say it's, you're playing a sport or you're practicing something long enough on a specific subject matter. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say, uh, let's just say it's like, I don't know, it's probably a bad analogy, but like, I don't know, uh, you know, throwing an arrow with your hand (laughs) and trying to hit a target, right? Like most people, Oh, you do a bow, you do all these other different things. And, but there probably aren't, yeah, I bet if you did it for a week, you'd probably be like, you know, top 1% because no one else has tried it for a week. <laughs> no one else has gone that far. And you could write a book about it. You could talk about the nuance of like, hey, here's my here's my blog on it. Here's like, I tried this. Or hey, when the wind does this, this, because you've seen so many reps and you get mm-hmm. in there to understand like the nuance of that. Now, it's not, it may not be that fun initially. Right. But like, there's a, there's like a level of expertise and seeing the reps and seeing all the iterations of the different things that can happen if you like essentially stick with it long enough. Um, Hmm. so I don't know. So, so for me, it's more of like, I feel like there's more gold in that because you have gone further and the chances of it, you know, it it still may be worthless, (laughs) but, uh, I don't like setting a time horizon on a bet 
per se. I mean, I think there definitely should be like, if you're going to do it for a year, okay, you need some traction, you could set some goals. But most of the ones I see when they're making this philosophy, and I could be wrong, because since I'm not a big subscriber of that, I also haven't really <laughs> divulged too much mental effort in trying to really understand why, you know, why people approach it that way. But like a 12, 12 startups in 12 months, I'm kind of like, well, how are any of them really going to have a chance to really get traction to really hone and understand an audience, hone and understand where that audience is and what what the real like gold is uh, if there is one, right? With just giving it like one month or if you're making these bets just already with the mentality that you're going to be making another bet mm-hmm. almost makes you kind of like, hey, maybe I won't put that money skin in the game. And I'm basically, get, it's more like I'm playing the lottery and I'm trying to like throw 50 things and seeing what sticks, but it only is going to stick like one iteration below the surface versus going 10 layers deep, if that makes sense. Right. But I guess like the uh, the kind of kind of the, the way that software has seemed to develop to me is that um, people have started with the simple things, right? Like we had like CRMs, we had uh, accounting software, like that kind of thing was kind of the, the obvious first things to go after. And then, you know, as we go on uh, throughout time, people start to dig deeper into different niches and whatnot. But I think the problem is, is that with some of these niches, they get to be so deep that it takes so much effort to get to the, the place that's good that wouldn't, wouldn't you be better off, you know, skipping over that niche and finding another one that's a little closer to the surface. So what do you mean better? Like increase your chances of success by going, going level two and level three on 10 things versus going level, level eight, and nine on like two things. That's right. Because when you, once you've dug down to the lowest level that you can get to, um, you might find that there's nothing there. And so why not, you know, at least, at least not overcommit yourself for a long time to something, uh, if you can help it. Okay. That's that could, I guess that's the problem is you, you have to have, and I guess for me, it's like, once I stick with something, I'd rather, I'd rather go deeper with that conviction of that. Cause like, I've seen it, you know, obviously this is a, a uh, hindsight story or a survivorship bias, but okay. you know, when, when, when I, when I started referral rock, there were, I could probably name like 10 competitors that were roughly seemingly the same size or just early on, like myself in that time. Mm-hmm. Now we all had different takes on the uh, positioning and, and what we were, how we we're trying to solve it, different things. Um, but like, most of those aren't there anymore. And I think they could have been. Now, there's, there are some definitely that started around that time that are still there, um, but there's a lot that are not. And a lot of them like quit within like, I don't know, three or six months because they just didn't get enough traction for themselves. And yeah. look where I am now. <laughs> and a, a type of thing. And it isn't necessarily because, like I think we were all probably getting similar levels of traction, but we were trying different things to stick with it. But I feel like, like it was a much longer road. And I mean, and I've talked about it before, like how long I was working on it. If I quit, you know, even if I quit within three months, I never would have gotten here. Or even if I quit within, you know, six months, nine months, I probably wouldn't have gotten here at all uh, or wouldn't have seen enough traction. But there was something there, right? And I had a, mm-hmm. I had a gut feeling about it. Um, 
and kind of stuck, <laughs> stuck with it. Uh, but, you know, and I think you have to like, give it a give it a fair shot to think about the pivots, the iterations and the other things. Uh, you know, we've talked about it with your stuff, like you've built some really interesting things. And now we're like, well, if this doesn't have traction, could it apply to this market? And yeah. all these things, and I wouldn't consider that those are those are pivots, those aren't like new bets, where right. I feel like the general small bet and x startups and x amount of time philosophy is more of like get many more shots on goal and like even if any and i think a lot of them i see where they might have somewhat of a win like hey maybe it's making 500 dollars mrr or a thousand dollars mrr but then they go okay well this one's not taking off because what i saw on indie hackers or i saw somewhere else like this guy went from you know zero to ten thousand mrr in three months and if i'm not doing that i'll never make it so 1,000 is like nothing, but who knows like where that, where that check mark is going to go. It may not be just MRR. It may be other traction, other types of things. It also has a lot to do with me for it, like timing and the, and the time horizon you're putting it on there. So, yeah, but it does, it does seem to me though, that if you had, if you have some sort of traction where you're at least getting some people coming in and you have ideas of what you could do to make it better um and you've given time for those ideas to percolate if you don't have ideas i think that's i think that makes sense for you to continue on with the idea but like when you started referral rock like in the first couple months did you really see much traction or was it more that you had the vision and you're just like i'm gonna do this or else um i mean so I had a beta, I did a beta for like a year, <laughs> but I didn't, it was, I wasn't working on it all the time either. So it was also like a, it wasn't a full-time endeavor either. It was, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would make iterations on it, but it was the classical side project, right? Yeah. So of like, hey, a few hours a month here, a certain month I might've been working on it for a week and, and then move the ball forward. And then I didn't do too much with it, but once once there was like some beta users and some other, and this is even pre-revenue, right? Yeah. Um, it did, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until like from a time horizon standpoint, like I put less, I didn't put a ton of time into it, my personal time, but from a starting the idea and putting it in motion and even having a website and having, you know, social media and all these other things. So it was like a year it was like a year or so before I actually started like charging for it. So it had time in market, so to speak, like for a year of either me tweeting about it or like, like putting it on beta list, like different things to just give it more traction. And I, and I guess that's, that's the thing is like having that time horizon. Cause maybe they're not going to buy it now, but they, they see the interest and they, that person may not be ready to buy now. So it could or isn't interested in now, but they remember it. And then they mm -hmm. come back three or six months later. If you closed up shop, like you're not even getting to reap the the benefits of the of the seeds you planted from like, you know, three months before. Yeah, I think you're right about the time in the market. Like I know with uh, status list, I really saw that too, where it's like you do all of this effort up front, this marketing and sales activity, but then you don't really see the full results of that until many months later. And even just being around for longer than six months, 
um, does a lot to people's like just they just know that you exist kind of thing. And so then mm -hmm. that sales conversation becomes so much easier uh, than when you first start. Right. Yeah. Like, it, like I say, it doesn't mean you have to be working on it mm -hmm. like full time either. And that's even scarier, right? Like, it's just like I'm, I'm putting in full time effort um, into mm -hmm. it. But then I see people go the other way. And that, I guess that's the part where I don't agree with like, I want to make like, I want to make one side project a bet and, and fully use all my creative energy to make it work. And I guess how much creative energy am I willing to give? So side project, let's just say like 10 hours a week. And mm -hmm. I want to give it all that creative energy because that's where I'm going to get that depth of understanding, depth of like not just tweeting about it and being like, oh, well, no one was interested and now <laughs> I'm going to shut it down, right? So it's, yeah. I feel like I feel like you need to do that to be get yourself in your creative element. Where am I going to find customers? Ooh, I want to talk to someone about it and and letting you, have the all your fully mental capacities or at least as willing as as much as you're willing to give to commit to it um yeah to give it to give it its best chance because then you even at that iteration you're giving more time right so even if your sample size is smaller i'm exposing myself to less people but giving the expanding that time horizon or that chances of anyone that i'm contacting or talking about it you know maybe it's word of mouth that they're talking about to another friend even if it wasn't interested but they're not mentioning it for like another three months. Oh, wait, there was this guy that was doing something else. Like all yeah. those things just take time to happen. And if you close up within three months or two months, it's like, you're just, you, you never even gave it the, some of these, uh, yeah, like I said, the harvesting the seeds, so to speak, that you planted. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know, just like letting it, letting it sit for a bit. And I, I think that maybe like part of the reason that I often want to move on is that I feel like there isn't any more plays to be had that don't require tons of development time. Cause I know that I know my weakness is to build more things rather than talk to people. Um, and so the solutions that I often see to the problems are, you know, build more features, you know, whatever. And um, probably it needs to be more sales activity, but with the sales and marketing activity, I don't always know what to do right away, right? It takes time to come up with those creative ideas or those pivots. And so then, you know, if, a, if an idea doesn't come within, you know, a few hours or something like that, then you're like, ah, okay, this is, you know, this is done. <laughs> I wanna... And that's probably half of it, right? It's your, your happy place and your comfort zone is in building, right? Mm -hmm. So like, like, and, and, that, and that's where I think also probably resonates with the, you know, 12 startups in 12 months. Cause it's like, well, if this one's going to work, I get to build something new. And it's sort of that, mm -hmm. like, if that's the energy you're looking for and, and kind of having those bets is the fun because there truly is like that. If you're, if that is what you enjoy and it's like, Hey, uh, you know, secondarily, I'd love for one of these bets to pay off. But the real thing is like, do I enjoy this? Am I having fun? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So, um, and I think that probably attracts that, that, that mentality and also, but also kind of from, and, and my flip side, like also gives you an excuse to move on and an excuse to go do the fun thing because you're, you're like, Oh, well, this is not fun anymore. I like built the thing. <laughs> uh, and I just want it to be like, you know, like, like I see on TV and, and, and to get all the hits and all of a sudden be at like 2000 MRR and okay, it has momentum. It, it doubled again in another two months and okay, now this is it. And now I'm, 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 
I'm really tracking here. So yeah, and and I think part of it too, like, is not even just that the I think the building is a fun thing, but I think it's also the um, uh, the executing side of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's it's where where I feel comfortable is in um, you know concise planning time and then executing for a while, and then some more concise planning time. And I mean concise planning time in the sense that, okay, we have X problem, therefore we have, you know, Y and Z options to deal with it. Let's choose Y and go for it. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of these problems, it's not, those those solutions aren't always um, abundantly clear to me or to anybody else. Um, and sometimes it just takes time to come up with those. Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess one of the other things I would add to it too is, the, the one thing I know we, we talked about in earlier episode, way earlier episodes when we were idea hunting for you too, which was we were trying to do that distribution first um, mentality, which I think we've gotten a bit away from. <laughs> so, because mm-hmm. uh, even with your other one, like the one we even talk about with, um, with you know, product sonar is one of my biggest uh, challenges with that idea is that you have, it seems like it's such a small, um, like, addressable market right so you're 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 sort of handcuffed with like the marketing and the sales endeavors you can do right like because you've even talked about in previous episodes like well there's only x amount so many of these that i have to talk to so you almost get more nervous about it because it's like you're thinking about am i wasting cycles am i wasting that that first contact or that first approach because they're like i i only get one one or two shots at this with this person before yeah. they go, oh, like uh, I've mentally written that thing off because it's not yeah. for me, yeah. right? So, like with a bigger market and focused on a distribution channel, um, that you could kind of almost pivot. So at least there's some momentum built. If you are building a product, we'll just you know we'll just say in the marketing space, for example, um, mm-hmm. and it's for content creators or copywriters or something like that, and. You could start to, if you are starting to work with that audience and you are getting relationships and you're trying to build them one product, but that doesn't really work, but you still have those contacts and those relationships built and also potentially distribution channels. You're talking about it on Twitter. You're maybe you have a blog that you're starting to get SEO for, for marketing and copywriting, but it wouldn't be as challenging to switch to like, okay, now it's a content calendar planning thing. And it's like, how is that different? It's the same same audience, but now you've built like a distribution asset. It's not necessarily like building an audience per se, but you've built a distrib- like I said, a distribution asset where you can have access to those same people. And it's like if you were to switch quickly from like marketing to uh to like uh you know lumber and hardware, <laughs> you have no crossover, right? You have no uh you have no ability to cross sell you have no ability to kind of change um so i don't know that's if i was to do it any differently it would be definitely continuing to focus on the distribution part first that classic second time founders focus on distribution because you know you figure out how hard that is um Mm -hmm. but that's probably where i'd focus in in a broad sense so i could have i could get subject matter expertise i could build relationships in that area and maybe it's a variety of products because any of these markets people are they're facing not only problems today, but they're facing new problems because they're based off of iterations of other SaaS products, other 
other things going on in the market that now what seemingly was a small idea six months ago, there's now thousands of people doing it. And now it's like, you know, a bigger idea and those things grow. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just trying to think of how that applies to me though. Like, um, with where I'm at with product sonar, like, I think there are reputations being formed there or, um, relationships being formed there that, you know, could be used to sell future products. Um, if they somehow overlapped with that existing market. Um, but I'm not too sure, like, what, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I don't think you have, so the ask, the best asset I think you've built out of product sonar is like, and the most fun you've had also, <laughs> I think has, has been the, like, has been sort of the scraping types of mm -hmm. things. Right. So like, and you've, you've gotten a wealth of knowledge in there. And we talked about other scraping services. There's like scraping B and there's all kinds of other ones. And earlier on product sonar was supposed to be like competitive intelligence. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think that one's still, even though I think we kind of ruled it out earlier, I do think it is interesting. So it's like, you have built like a tech stack in that area, or at least the ability to try different things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think sort of like you did the little, you know, the hardware stuff is hard. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that not hardware, the, yeah, I guess it's yeah, the hardware, not from a computer hardware, but store hardware, um, you know, lumber and, and that type of thing, the one you're going to, cause you're really not going to get much audience crossover with that, but no. the tech you've built is the biggest asset. So I would start to almost like look at other various categories, you know, even if you stayed down that other track of product marketers and product people, like product is a big enough area where product people have problems. Right. And like, how do I, you know, know when X is going to happen? Um, I, th I think there's, there's more you can do there in a sort of innovative way. Cause that is mm -hmm. very like, not again, you dug far enough in there that there probably aren't, you know, a, there's, there's only a, there's a finite number of people at this point that know as much as probably you do with, with like the scripting side. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so like, how can you utilize that in a different market? So your pivot would be more like, how can I pivot my tech um, yeah. and my expertise and build around a bigger tech focused market that is actually going to care about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a, that would make a lot of sense. Cause then you're not re reinventing the wheel, so to speak and starting from zero. Yeah, because you could do interesting things. And even if they're just interesting projects, and maybe this satisfies the building, getting bets type of thing, it's like, yeah. maybe we don't know what the end product is yet. And maybe you're doing sort of like you did that, the little uh, hardware guessing game quiz type of thing, or sorry, like mm -hmm. lumber, lumber price thing. You yeah. could do something similar for a different audience and start to build a list and rapport around, let's say it is product marketers or maybe it's broader. It's just uh, product people. Like what, are, what do product people care about? Right. It's yeah. like, it's easy to see what product people care about. You look at product hunt all day, you could probably find different things, but it's like, how could I make this interesting? How can I basically get some sort of audience around something I'm doing with, with data that isn't easy retrieved and needs to be scraped? Mm -hmm. What can I create attention for? And, and then it's like, now who can I target? And maybe I'm just using that to talk to, and there could be talking to the interviewing those people and seeing if you can find other, 
other ideas and problems that are common among like an audience you could create. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that uh, kind of does get the creative juices flowing. Um, it is kind of interesting that we're talking about this like as a, as a pivot option um, because actually this past week I've had quite a bit of success with products on there. So it doesn't feel quite like it did when we were uh, going back and forth on Twitter talking about, you know, making a new bed or anything like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I guess the more I've seen other people talk about it, the people that I've seen do many bets, like yeah. oftentimes it's like, a, hey, there, I have this portfolio of five projects. Like one of them is doing okay and three of them are doing like, eh, and it just, their energy becomes split. Like, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I find it, I find it interesting because I'm like, did you didn't you didn't see that before? I guess I I'm very again like I'd rather be focused on like one or two things really well than mm. necessarily you know, and maybe that's just my personality as well. So, well, and I think it's also like where you're at, right? Like you you're you're to the point where referral rock can take up all of your time and mental space, and that's okay. Um, whereas I think for if if referral rock was just you and it was you know not really working out that great you might have a different idea of that you know if it was if it was kind of limping along then you might say well why would i throw in all that revenue you know why didn't i just you know start on something else and keep the revenue and carry on yeah i don't know because like historically any of the projects i've done i've always done like one at a time and yeah. one for more time and a lot of them haven't worked so it's fine too right like and and the argument would be say well if you started four of them or you went faster you know <laughs> uh, maybe maybe i would have got, gotten a hit earlier but i was okay with that and that, that's probably more what we're getting into is like it's probably less of a which philosophy do you do you uh like resonates with you um but it's it's sort of more of like, it's it's less of an argument. I think there's people that are firmly in one camp versus the other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just more about like personality and and how they like to work on things, right? Like a lot of people, we know there's people that have like, you just see them do all these different projects and it's, they like to tinker. And it's like that there's that, there's that advice too, where people say, you know, there's starters and there's finishers, right? Or there's people yep. that like, enjoy the details and the operations. And then there's people that just like to tinker and start new things. It's like, that's the person that has 50 hobbies. Like I don't have 50 hobbies. <laughs> I, I play, <laughs> I play handball. I do a couple other things, but I go, go like deep into those. And I think from a personality standpoint, that's always been, been me. And I'd rather have like three or four good friends versus like, you know, I was never, I didn't want to have a big party with lots of people. I don't have that dream of having like, you know, a hundred of my closest friends <laughs> at a house, I'd rather have like two people. Right. So, yeah. um, I think, I think it probably speaks a lot to what you value and what your, you know, where, where your happy place is anyway. So, and here I thought like, you know, getting into business and that was just going to be all of this rational logic and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> all comes down to emotions and how you feel. Oh, so much of it. My wife is right all along. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, well, this is a good good uh, topic for discussion, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I feel we'll lean when we get back. We'll when you get back, we'll lean into. I'd love to hear more about the success stuff. Your the traction you might be you're getting with product sonar plus vacation stuff would be a good yeah. good topic to cover. Sounds good. Well, uh, have a good rest of your week, Josh. You too. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.